It's a great pleasure to welcome Jacques Malherba, who is the CTO of Axis. Jacques, firstly, how are you doing? Are you still working remotely? How's COVID-19 been treating you? I bet you in your career, you never anticipated or have dealt with anything of this kind of magnitude, right? 100%. Uh, okay, this is a real artificial environment that we find ourselves in. Uh, I'm very lucky, me and my family, that having escaped the virus up to now. So waking up early morning is a pleasant surprise. Um, we are actually in a, a move to get people back to the office. So we're creating a hybrid environment. Uh, and we think uh, as, as we go forward, we will obviously have to play within the regime that the government announces at the time. But yeah, yeah we are yeah. moving back. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're safe and well. I mean, what kind of trends have you seen? I, I think it's almost to the date, a few days uh, to a year since we last went into lockdown. What are the kind of yes. trends that you've seen from a work culture point of view as a result of COVID-19? Yeah. Yeah, I think the first thing that we realize is that a company's culture transcends the office. So the way people behave at, at the office and the way a company behaves uh, people continue to behave in that way. So uh, what one needs to do or to what needs to pay attention to is that there's a skill set that's missing uh, uh, from our staff uh, when they work remotely. There's a higher need for collaboration. There's a higher need for uh, in being engaged. Um, there is this funny habit of switching the video off and then carrying on with your knitting uh, during a meeting, uh, which is not, which is, which can, uh, you know, can alienate the whole uh, team uh, in terms of what can be achieved. So this, what we've noticed is people adapt very quickly, but there are skills that need to be developed and, uh, you know, uh, nursed and nourished uh, in this yes. environment. You touched on it earlier, um, these trends and how it's going to evolve into the future once this pandemic is over. We know that it's still got a long way to go. We, we still haven't seen the light at the yeah. end of the tunnel. You did say something about a, a hybrid workforce. Does, does this mean the way you guys see it is that it'll be like half in the office, half remote work? How do you see the future post-pandemic? Yeah, I think... Okay, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've come to some realizations with this panda work, pandemic work, panda work. We've come to some realizations. And one is that the social environment of the worker or employee is just as important as the technology in the work itself. So um, we have seen that people want to be together. People want to come together. People want to touch base. Uh, I have experimented with it with my customers over the last uh, six months since we've opened up is, can I come and see you? Uh, even if it is in a neutral site where there's enough space and all, all uh, you know, hygiene and all the rest of it. And everybody, uh, bar a few regulations that are, that are barred through regulation, said, yes, please, let's get together. So there is this social thing that uh, we have to take care of, the social well-being, mental and emotional well-being of people in this thing. And I think we are more concerned about that balance than the control of people when they're at the office, we can see whether they're working or not. Uh, by now, people have figured out whether they want to work or not. And I think the, the, we have certainly seen a few, observed a few things. First thing is productivity definitely increases at the office. We're getting more done. Um, secondly, 
the the well-being and the energy of the people at the office certainly have returned. So they're working together, they're having cups of coffee together, uh, they're catching up with each other. Um, we've certainly seen that uh, customer interaction is valuable when it's person to person, not necessarily, um, you know, just remote, specifically right. if you're building new relationships. So we see definitely that the future is a blend. It's a hybrid world where people will come in and leave as it suits them. Working from anywhere now is a possibility, and that's yes. how it's going to work. So we're learning so much about uh, how, how, how the culture of work and how important it is to be in person. And I guess that's coming through more and more clearly. Um, in terms of the remote workforce that you talk, talk about, I mean, I guess at this time of the year, last year, uh, everybody was thinking, you know, the impossible and soon the impossible became possible with this remote workforce. But you talk about the right resiliency solutions. What do you mean by that? Yeah, it's actually multidimensional. The first, the first thing that we have to have is the, the technology sorted out. And I think most of our collaboration providers, of which Cisco is a major one in the world, suddenly discovered that they are more enterprise suited than the person at home suited. And so there's a lot of adjustments that was made to the technology in terms of providing an uh, easy uh, interface for individuals, uh, providing the ambient and noise control, uh, providing the fact that we can share screens back and forth, that we can record conversations, all kinds of things that weren't evident at the time of lockdown, now is like standard, uh, you know, standard features in, in the software. But that's just where it begins. Um, you know as well as, you, as I do that um, if you speak to a deaf person, it's very difficult to communicate because you start using your hands and gestures and you shout louder and you do a whole yes. bunch of things. And we find the same thing that sometimes we find that either the connection is not there or the technology is not up to date or the machine is uh, misfiring. And then it's difficult to get our message across. So there's a resilience we're talking about is number one, a safety platform where uh, we are free from external attacks or any malware or any breaking into our meetings or, uh, you know, listening in on meetings. Secondly, we talk about the stable technology. And then thirdly, the features that feels like I am face-to-face -face with you when I talk to you. And those things uh, together certainly has been evolved inside uh, the Cisco WebEx uh, offering that we have. And it can scale now up to 3,000 people on the same call. You can have events. Uh, on WebEx. So that makes it something that can scale from a one-on-one -on -one to masses of people that we address at the same time. Now, Jacques, tell me about the Cisco offerings that you guys have got at Axis um, uh, that basically enable those remote workers to work optimally. I mean, I know there are lots of solutions. I think there's even that, uh, the, the, it's almost like a desktop. I think it's the DX80, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that's one yeah. of many solutions that Cisco has. Yeah, um, I think the, 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 the short answer to that is anything you want. Um, <laughs> there's such a broad range. Um, but Cisco being originally or in its DNA a networking company, co copes with the network requirements of video and voice very well. And I think that's where the heart of it lies. The mm -hmm. video is a natural thing, all of us. Uh, we watch Netflix on our, on our cell phones, so we have figured out that uh, video is everywhere. 
But the fact is it runs on a network and the network needs to be stable. The network needs to be secure and the network needs to give priority, priority to calls over data and so forth. And so that's the Cisco offering is actually the holistic solution of underlying infrastructure plus application security that sits into this video and this uh, meeting, person-to-person -person meeting over a machine. Uh, that that's uh, that we we see there's been a lot of newcomers and challenges in the game, but at some point uh, Cisco's maturity in the networking shines through the quality that you get out of the machine. I mean, these guys have been doing it for for a very very long time. Very long time. Yeah, exactly. And compression, they understand what you know what needs to. They've kind of optimized it uh, yes. to its best potential. I mean, in yes. the future, do you envision that there will still be many employees who work on-premise, for example? Yes, I do. Um, and it's, it's got to do with the fact that we're human beings uh, more than it is that we'll work together. We'll get together. You won't stop it. We can see it worldwide how the lockdowns have uh, uh, kind of, you know, interfered with people's well-being. Um, mm. And some people have begun like, uh, in in the UK, for instance, uh, it's been drastic. The the cases of people who are not feeling uh, you know emotionally well, who are going for treatment, uh, who needs communication, and so I think it's it, okay. It's got to do with more than the work idea. It's got to do with the social idea that we collaborate when we are together. Um, it works better when we're together. And so this hybrid and working back at the office, I think will be part of it. We're also seeing now some of the major companies, uh, global organizations like the Microsofts of the world, mm -hmm. slowly open their offices. So it's a, it's a fact of life. Yeah. And I think that, you know, um, I was reading a fascinating study on the fatigue that you get doing these video conferences. I mean, th there's a lot of stuff we don't know. Uh, that it's really yes. coming out and making itself abundantly clear that long-term it's not sustainable to do things this way. The, the yeah. business resiliency tools that you talk about that are necessary for employees, for example, who are working in offices, what are those, those, those resiliency tools? Yeah, I think, I think it's, a, it's kind of the repeat of what we're saying for home uh, is for the office. So I'm sitting in front of a machine, I've got my WebEx going, um, it's part of the network, and maybe I walk out of the office five minutes from now and I have my cell phone with me and the conversation just continues. So it is this collaboration platform world where we can talk or exchange ideas, exchange content in a safe way, it doesn't matter where we are, and whether it's mobile or static, where we're sitting in the office or at home. Mm -hmm. It's also got to do with compensating for some very bad uh, networking or uh, low quality networking you have in South Africa. Remember now our workers come from everywhere and they, they work from everywhere. And there's not necessarily the connectivity that one would like to see that we see in our metro areas. And it's the ability, the resilience of the platform to cope with that environment and compensate for that environment. I think that's one of the big things that we'll see as we go along is the connectivity or rural connectivity or this, uh, you know, 5G coming and different, uh, you know, satellite and other technologies 
to actually get the connectivity blanket over South Africa so that kids can remotely go to school, remotely learn. We get ourselves in a place where where you are is not the key thing, but how you communicate, you know? Okay, very interesting. I mean, just touching back on the Cisco example you used earlier, do you, I mean, when you look at Cisco's range of tools, uh, do you believe that they can help enable that true hybrid workforce to really get yes. to achieve that optimal yes. success that you're looking for? You know, a blend of both worlds. Yes. Is it possible? Yeah, I, we believe that. Um, and we believe it not because only of the technology, but we believe it because of the partner network that Cisco, like you say, has built over many, many, many years in South Africa. In every little distant corner, remote corner of South Africa, there is a Cisco reseller sitting there somewhere who's got the tools and the training to be able to assist. There is a lot more work that needs to happen now in terms of assisting people who are at home. Uh, you know, when we have uh, businesses, they're all concentrated in metros mostly, and we, the skills are there and the people are there. But once you go remote, who's going to take care of somebody that's sitting at a farm somewhere? Who's going to take mm -hmm. care of people who are in remote areas? And in that, in that sense, uh, you know, we as, as Access are building remote management features uh, into, our, into our services offering, remote uh, uh, control uh, remote, uh, you know, remediation that we can do. All of these tools we are building into our system with our resellers to be able to not only provide the technology, but be able to look after that technology and make sure that it's functioning. Yeah, that makes uh, perfect sense. Now, coming back to Axis and your partnership together with Cisco, I mean, how can Axis play that role in with South African business to really get the full benefits of Cisco's business resiliency solutions. What do you guys offer on the table? I imagine support features pretty highly amongst that. Yeah, I think there's, there's two things to that, Aki. Okay. The, first, the, first, the first event in our, in our world, in South Africa, is the government support for small business and the government's drive for small business. So there's a huge impetus in our business behind de developing SMMEs and getting them into this Cisco play where they have the skills, where they have the capabilities to do all the things we just spoke about in terms of certified engineers that can come to your premise, wherever you are on premises and sort problems out or do installations and maintain under SLAs those those uh, installations. So that's the first thing that, that is part. What, can, what is Access doing and what can we do? Is the enablement of small business. And the second thing is to build the complementary or augmented service machine behind these resellers. Okay. So if they have service one, two, three, we have service four, five, six. They can augment their service offerings. They don't have to have this huge capital expenditure to build this big service and support machinery upfront when they walk into the business. We can scale them very quickly by augmenting their services offering. So it's a, the recruitment of the small business, it's the enablement, the training, and giving them the capabilities, and also in other areas, you know, through credit and finance to help these businesses yeah. get going, and then to augment their services offering so they are capable when they stand in front of you to do the job. You know, Jacques, you raise such an interesting point. I mean, you've been in this IT game for a long time and you're currently the CTO at Axis. Uh, it, it's such a good point, but you mentioned that small businesses and the affordability. You know, uh, you know, five, 10 years ago, 
for a small business to scale up to, you know, have the same kind of services as a massive organization was almost impossible. I mean, today, you know, this has all been democratized. The prices have come down. It's really affordable and small businesses and medium-sized businesses have the same access to tools like Cisco that big businesses do at the same price. Exactly that. And that's, that's the big difference. Um, and we also getting off this uh, like a treadmill of training people, train people and send them out in the field. Well, then you have a very well-trained car guard. Uh, we need to create opportunities for people. We need to use that training and make sure that they, that training can be applied. And there's opportunities, not just, uh, in terms of lead generation, but financial enablement. How do you how do you get credit when you're a one man business mm -hmm. starting up? Exactly. Uh, how do you get exactly. into that world? Um, so uh, there's a lot of uh, natural barriers to entry, and we are trying as a business to overcome those barriers for small business. Jacques Malherbe, CTO at Access. Absolute pleasure chatting to you at the My Broadband Conference. Thank you for your insights, and uh, we wish you well post-COVID and, and into the future. I mean, you've shared some interesting things with us, lots of things to think about. Thank you for your time, Jacques. Thank you, Aki, and so nice talking to you again. You take care as well.